Hi, and welcome to our next episode of Priceless Backstories podcast. I am your host, Amy Price Bromberg, and um, I'm actually coming to you today very excited um, to introduce you to our next guest. Her name is Faith Osborne, and Faith is a senior at Asbury College. Um, She's going to give us just a, a glimpse of what her experience was like these last couple of weeks as God has been really um, at work and doing some really special things at Asbury College, as I'm sure many of you have heard. Um, so, Faith, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, for sure. Faith, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself in regards to like your major and just kind of, yeah, just what you're up to these days. Yeah, so like you said, I'm a senior and I am a media communications major with an emphasis in film production. So I've got to do a lot of fun things with that there. Um, I live pretty locally to Asbury. Uh, my family is only like 15 minutes away. So it was really nice to be able to delve more into a community that I like was kind of involved in, but now obviously more so. Wow. Yeah, I heard that. So is the community around Asbury a pretty small town or like how would you describe even just Wiltmore and that area? Yeah. So I lived more on like the Lexington side of things like Nicholasville kind of in between there. So I didn't even know really Asbury existed until I was like in high school, which is wow. so funny because it was just down the street. But yes, it's very, it's very small, very quaint, but at the same time, it does have like this homey kind of feel to it. And I still feel like I'm farther away from home when I'm here just because like it is different, but it is like, I don't know, it's just a wonderful place to be. And it's really nice to be able to just like walk everywhere. It kind of just gives you a freedom of like feeling a little bit away from like city life. So, hmm. yeah, that's neat. I'm a small town girl myself. So um, <laughs> I, I have to admit, as I was just kind of, you know, three and a half, about three, three and a half hours away from Asbury here in Dayton, Ohio. Um, and I remember you guys were on day four or five of of this worship service that you can help maybe define for me how you would define um, what your experience is like and what you would call um, what took place these past couple of weeks. But at a distance, there was just a curiosity in me. I know working with college students here in Dayton, a curiosity of like, what is God doing um, in this chapel and just really wanting to get there, you know, and unfortunately I didn't get to make the trip. I actually had shingles for a whole week. Oh, wow. um, so I was pretty sick, but, but even, you know, at a distance, I was watching, um, some of the live streaming when they started to live stream, which was really cool that they had done that, mm -hmm. but just something about wanting to be in the room, you know, where this was happening. And, um, and so, yeah, just, I think very, um, impacted at a distance of college students wanting to, to worship around the clock, you know, in the midst of having classes and whatnot. And so would love for you to, um, bring us in on, yeah, what was that like for you? I know that you were a part of this, I believe, like from the beginning. And so tell us what, yeah, what was it like? Like, how did all this get started? Um, yeah. Yeah. So I work, I'm the uh, chapel broadcast producer. So I actually wasn't in Hughes when uh, this like chapel was going on. I still was like watching it, but I was in a different yeah. building over, you know, the live stream we do every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And um, I wasn't there in person, but the worship went long. So we just like cut out our live stream and people started going to class and I was headed um, to lunch and I like texted my friend who was in chapel. I was like, Hey, um, are you ready for lunch? Or like I called her or something. And she was like, well, actually worship's still going on right now, but like, I'll be out in like just a second. I was like, okay, sounds good. So I like, waited out there and like, she still wasn't coming. I was like, Hmm. And she was like, 
I think I'm just going to stay for a little bit. You you should, you know, pop in if you want to. And so I kind of just like snuck in the back and I was just listening and it was just so beautiful of like the worship. There was only around, I would say 15 to 20 students that stayed behind that either didn't have an 11 o'clock or just like felt like they wanted to stay and, and worship. And it was very quaint, very small, just like this powerful room. It just started with such a small amount of people. Um, and I went up in the balcony and was just listening some more. And as I was like standing there worshiping, I just started like weeping of just, Mm -hmm. just, I could just feel just this wonderful presence. And I just had to sit down and just soak it in. It's just like, I'm, I just love the beautifulness of congregational worship, even just small voices of just everyone crying out. And it was just a wonderful, beautiful time. And we ended up leaving like 30 minutes later and we were like, okay, well, we'll go to lunch. And we went to our class and then like, people were like, it's still happening and more and more we're going back. And from there, I don't want to say it's a blur because that sounds like a bad thing, but it was just like, that was the new everyday. Like I just felt so drawn to go there. Every time I wasn't there, I felt like I was late for something. Like I was like, I need to, I need to go back. Yeah. Yeah. How would you describe, like, I kind of heard you say just, it was like a beautiful kind of gentleness, like some of those type of things, but yeah. How would you describe like the, your, the worship experience? Like what was more than that, I'm even wondering, like, what was causing college students to want to keep going or go back, like to go to class and then go back? Um, because that it's not your typical, right, um, oh, chapel yeah, no. service. Like, usually you guys go for like an hour or something, mm-hmm. and then you're done, right, for the week? Yeah, it's about 50 minutes. Yeah. yeah. So what was creating that hunger? What was going on there? So I am on a worship team. I'm on the Uh, chapel intern uh, team. So like if you, if it hits around the like 50 minute mark, they usually do a soft dismissal. And then like the band, if you have a song planned, you can uh, just play that as people are leaving or if a few people just want to stay. And the gospel choir was actually uh, scheduled for that chapel and they always, they just bring it. It's, it's just very beautiful. And I think they had a couple, uh, a guest, um, kind of vocalist and they just kept going and they're like, we're going to keep worshiping. And that's, that's what was happening. And all of their hearts on stage, you could just tell were just very sincere. Um, I don't know their exact stories about it, but I know that when they were doing a little like run through practice the night before they were praying over the chapel, they just like had their hearts to every single student, whether that happened or not. And as for the drawback about why college students were exactly wanting to keep coming back is just like their friends. I think it was just people curious, like the fact that it went through the 11 o'clock people were like, Oh, that, that sounds like something I, I want to be a part of or just like see. Cause like for me, it was a text from my friend. Yes. I thought that the chapel was great, but like, I wasn't there in person, but just somebody being like, Hey, this is really beautiful. You should, you could, Mm-hmm. should come stop by. And then as people kept going, they didn't want to leave. Um, we ended up uh, leaving shortly after, but it was like, a, that's all we were talking about. We were like, we wanted to go back and, um, mm-hmm. you know, people kept skipping classes. People kept just like going into the afternoon. And as I went to the evening, you know, it was practically, I would say a general majority of the campus was uh, making their way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, wow. I, yeah, that's really cool. Just thinking about like, what, what are some of the elements that were taking place? Was it mostly singing and praying or like what, what was happening during the time that you were in the chapel? Because I know this was going for multiple days. Mm-hmm. And so did it pretty much look the same every day? Did it feel pretty structured or was it just an organic, like students are just leading worship and 
you know, like what are some of the elements that you experienced that were taking place in the chapel? Anything that just stands out to you? Yeah, it was, I would say a lot of it, especially the past two weeks, I guess a little over however, however long it's been was mainly worship. Um, but not exactly like everyone has to be fully enveloped. It's like, I would say Wednesday was definitely more worship oriented because that's what, you know, was just gathering people just like sitting and enjoying. And then they kind of fell into more of like a routine of allowing students to share what's been happening and starting like prayer circles. So it would kind of Mm. be like a time of worship, a time of bringing up something like, Hey, if it like have people pray together. And before it actually had like, not like restrictions, but, but when it was more like uh, people could come in and out uh, when they, when they wanted to, there was a lot of like just surrounding people in prayer, Mm. um, flooding them with just comfort and, and conversations. But also there was time of testimonies that um, they held up some mics for two of our uh, people on our leadership team and people would come up and share um, what God was doing in their life if they had something they wanted to share. And then just people got to reflect on that. So most of the time um, somebody would be on like that grand piano and just like keep a consistent, um, just kind of like a a feeling in the room, just offering up that music to God mm-hmm. and uh, allowing people to just sit in that presence. So it wasn't like somebody was all the time singing or or doing that, but it was a a great consistent, not schedule, mm-hmm. but like a a theme of that as we went along. Yeah. I love like even just picturing what I saw on live stream and hearing you describe your personal experience. It just makes me think about like, just seem that students were very empowered in a lot of ways. Like it wasn't simply sitting and listening the whole time, but there was an, there's an activity. There was a, uh, it was real, you know? And I know like a lot of the college students that I work with um, in ministry and get to disciple, like they just share about how like, this and you can tell me if I'm wrong, but just what I've experienced is like this generation like really wants to see that faith is real, and it's mm-hmm. it's not just something to be passive about, just to sit and listen to, but like really really wanting to see that that it works, you know, that faith really works, and that there's a real relationship there, um, you know, and and so watching like the prayer circles form and and just seeing like students genuinely praying over each other, I'm just like this is so powerful. You know, there's, there's a verse, um, faith, you probably know it. Um, but it's in first John one, first John one, seven through nine. But I think as you were sharing, it made me think of that, just the power of like, as we walk in the light, as he's in the light, it says that, um, basically we're going to experience forgiveness and there's got to be a sense of real relationship and fellowship there, you know? And so are there certain ways that you saw not only the up relationship with God, like people worshiping God and praying to God, but also ways that you've seen, um, this, this revival and outpouring bring the Asbury community closer together? Like, have you seen Mm -hmm. any like reconciliation or any just like, um, just betterment for the actual, uh, Asbury community? No. Yeah. Um, especially those first couple of days, I would say even into that week, it was, it was very evident of people feeling they, they got filled, but they needed to, like you said, reconcile, do other things. I actually had a friend um, come up to me and apologize for some stuff and I got to do the same. It was just even the smallest things God was placing on people's hearts. And it was just like a need for action in this place. Um, not that they couldn't do it out of there, but it was just God fully on everyone's hearts um, in every way possible. And it was very beautiful to just like sit there, stand and worship and have like some friend come up to somebody in front of me and like get to see them hug and embrace and, and just 
even if they couldn't say anything, just like, no, you know? Hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. What? Okay. So I'm 40. I don't know if you knew this, but we're in two different generations, right? I'm ahead of you in terms of like the generations, but could you speak to us even on, um, being a college student, you're about to graduate, right? Being a part of Gen Z is what, you know, they like to call your generation. But like, what, what do you see God doing in your generation? And like, in, in that sense, like what, what are just, what are guys and gals? Like, what are they looking for? What, you know what I mean? Like in what ways do you see them like searching for Christ? Like, what are they looking for? What's the thing that, that is going to make them hungry? Um, what are even maybe ways that, that they're trying to find, you know, what you would get in a relationship with Christ. They're trying to find in other places. Like what, what do you see in your generation? Cause I feel like there is so much hope, honestly. Like I think sometimes it's easy for even the church to, to just not understand this generation. And it's easy to be like, man, like social media or, you know, just throw out these things that you guys are brought up in and just mm-hmm. kind of like, how do we reach them? Like, how do we really meet them where they're at? But the question I'm giving you, because I've asked you about four questions, the main question is like, what do you see in your generation? And like, maybe where do you have hope? And and yeah, how can you speak to us about about what you see? Yeah, I mean, I think you said it perfectly earlier of like craving this like relationship with God. But more importantly, I can just see not only in myself, but um, throughout this generation is this craving for intentionality. Um, like you mentioned with social media and other things like that's how this thing got so big so quickly, um, which I think is a beautiful thing because so many people were reached, so many people were touched in that way. Um, but it also highlighted this idea of intentionality because there was just so much, like you said, hope that I felt because I had also felt that discouragement of our generation of like, I, I don't think that would be possible for us to be able to um, fully connect in such a way that we would be willing to go forth or like have something like a revival or an outpouring happen in our generation, because I feel like everybody's so distracted and everybody's not really, I don't know. They're not really searching for it. They're just trying to do the next thing. Um, but something I could just see is that I looked around was just people and just craved and they're just hungry. Mm. You know, they just, they, they want to be fed and they want to, to also spread it out and realize what their gifts are and just feel that intentionality, not only with God, because that's what we experience, but with others and just Mm -hmm. seeing that like this can happen anywhere. Wow. Yeah. I was shocked by just the, the heart of repentance. Mm -hmm. Like it's easy to feel like this generation is like, I just want to do what I want to do. And Mm -hmm. there's just not a heart of repentance. And I, I think I need to confess even my own unbelief, you know, that that God, man, like, yeah, everything you just shared, it's like there is a sense of hope, you know, that comes with it and the intentionality. Um, and I, I'm so grateful for you, Faith. Like, I'm grateful for your role and being a chapel intern and, and just the way that you've even taken on some spiritual, you know, leadership there at Asbury. And um, yeah, just really grateful for you. And I'm I'm expectant, I think, for you. And like, I don't know what for you, you feel like the next steps are, um, because it's almost like makes me think of when Moses, you know, was on the mountaintop and he came down from Mount Sinai meeting with the Lord. Right. Though he was so low. um, I think Aaron might have been halfway, uh, but he was up with the Lord on his own. And then he came back down and, and there was a sense of when he came down, but also when he would be in the tent of meeting with the Lord and he would see 
his community, um, you know, this, but they would see that his face was just, it was like he was shining. You know, mm-hmm. there was a sense of like, I was in the presence of the Lord today. Mm-hmm. And so kind of the thought for me is like, I just want to go back there. I just want to stay there, you know? And so this question of like, now what, um, mm-hmm. like, what, what do you, yeah. How do you even determine what's next? Um, yeah. What does that look like for you? What are your, and you, maybe you don't have any thoughts. I'm not sure. But oh, yeah. as you think about like, you know, that was the real world, right? But then there's also like what took place in the chapel was for a, a period of time, it seems seems like. So how do you determine what's next? Yeah. Um, with everything that had been going on the past two weeks, there was this new balance of I had, you know, classes still went on for us. Classes, you know, never got canceled. There was like this balance yeah. of everything and just something that I've I've left with. And in a sense of like, you know, after a revival or an outpouring, there's the sending out portion of like you need to go live this way, you know, like you can have this every single day, but also what are you going to take from it? And just for me personally, it was nothing else matters except for Jesus. Mm. That is the biggest thing that I came out of with every leadership, with, with my schedule, with the things that I'm unaware of that literally nothing else matters. Obviously God is with you through every single part of it, but it was just like the thing that was convicted on my heart is like, I'm not, yeah, I'm like idolizing other things. I'm trying to schedule out every portion of my life, but nothing else truly matters other Mm. than Jesus. I was able to see that the past two weeks of like every single time, whether I was behind a camera, whether I was on stage leading or getting to sit in the balcony, I was able to feel Jesus in each of those moments and live out each of that, um, each little thing that came through uh, in my life. That's beautiful. Like when you experience the love of Christ, right? This life change and for you, this being in the presence of God with so many other believers, I am so excited for you and what's to come. I think that's a glimpse of heaven um, that not everybody got. I think that's why people were flocking from the nations. You know, I heard there were just so many thousands of people. I mean, Asbury and and the community, Whitmore, like really handled that well, (laughs) because that's a lot of people for the population, you know, Whitmore, Kentucky. But um, there's something about like experiencing the presence of God, really experiencing the love of Christ. It's like, I don't want to go back. I don't Mm want to go back to those other things. So thank you for sharing your story today. I want to take that with me. Like, thank you for bringing that to me as well, Faith, of just like, at the end of the day, like nothing matters, but mm-hmm. Jesus, mm-hmm. you know, and do you think that you will um, ever forget? Is it even, you think you'll ever forget that experience or do you think it will change you? For the rest I of will life? never forget. And also I will be able to live out what I've experienced and be able to share that with others. Um, yes. At least my senior class, all of us have probably had the weirdest college experience you could possibly have, but especially towards this end, I don't think we could have had anything more beautiful. So yeah. Wow. Well, thanks a lot, Faith. And um, yeah, to our listeners, appreciate you listening in. Um, remember that nothing matters more than Jesus and um, stay priceless. How fun to get to speak with Faith Osborne and got to meet her today for the first time and hear of her experience at the revival at Asbury College. Um, Speaking of revivals, have you seen The Jesus Revolution yet? This is a movie that has recently come out this weekend. Jason and I got to see it on Friday night. And 
It's from the 1970s, the hippie revolution, which really became the Jesus revolution. And there are so many similarities with what's happening in our culture right now. And um, yeah, just that hunger, that spiritual hunger for young people to find Jesus. And it's a really cool film. Um, it'll make you laugh, it'll make you cry. Just a lot of those those different elements. You know, what we've seen, it's not just a um, extra long worship service that took place at Asbury College, but there was an element of prayer, worship, and repentance, which leads to life change and life transformation. And so really want to recommend also that you um, consider watching the Jesus Revolution movie, and I think you'll be really glad you did. Well, thanks for joining us today. You have an excellent week, and stay priceless.